Aptus 136, the self-aware leader. In 2004, there was a 9.1 magnitude earthquake that struck the Indian Ocean. And a lot of you are going to remember that event. It was just a massive, massive natural disaster. The quake produced a series of massive tsunamis that raced across the Indian Ocean in all directions, ultimately killing 230,000 people in 14 different countries. One of the first places the tsunami made landfall was on the island of Phuket, which is a popular Thailand tourist destination. Before the first waves arrived, there was a 10-year-old English girl named Tilly Smith who was walking across the beach on this island with her family because they were on vacation there. And she started looking out over the horizon, and she noticed that the sea was receding from the shoreline and the water was frothing wildly at the surface. Now, two weeks before this event, Tilly had learned about tsunamis in one of her school classes. And now everything that she was seeing beyond the shoreline screamed tsunami to her 10-year-old little mind. But the problem is that no one listens to a 10-year-old. And so this child starts to make a scene screaming and yelling at her parents, saying, look, there's a tsunami coming. I see this. I learned about this in school. A tsunami's coming. But her parents didn't believe her. I mean, she's literally yelling and screaming, if you don't come with me, we're not going to survive. We're going to die. And so she's making this massive scene, and finally her father started to worry about the level of panic that she was displaying and the fact that she could not calm down, and they couldn't calm her down. So he took her to a security staff there on the resort where they were vacationing so she could explain to them what she was seeing, you know, out on the horizon. And thankfully, when they got there, the staff was taking in the news reports of the magnitude of the earthquake and everything that Tilly was describing to them made sense. So they immediately evacuated the beach just in time. In fact, this beach section where they were vacationing on this entire island was the only place that did not result in casualties. By this little 10-year-old girl being aware of her environment, by spotting a, a spike in this pattern that she recognized from her, her, her school class about what tsunamis look like, she was able to save over 100 lives at this resort. This 10-year-old girl had situational awareness that kept her, her family, and those on that beach alive. And here's the truth. Situational awareness is going to keep you alive. You know, you don't notice that car that pulls out in front of you. If you don't hit your brakes in time, that could be it for you. You know, you don't notice that there's a gas leak somewhere. That could be it for you. Situational awareness is incredibly important for our physical survival. Here's what I want you to catch. Self-awareness keeps your leadership relevant. Just as situational awareness keeps you physically alive, self-awareness keeps your leadership alive. Self-awareness is a leadership trait that is rarely talked about. And I think it's because self-awareness, by definition, is something that a lot of people struggle with. So what is self-awareness? Well, Stephen Covey defines self-awareness for us. He said this, self-awareness is our capacity to stand apart from ourselves and examine our thinking, our motives, our history, our scripts, our actions, and our habits. And I believe that one of the nuanced leadership traits that separates good leaders from great leaders is their capacity for self-awareness. Their ability to examine their thinking, their motives, their language, their actions, their habits, and to be honest in their assessment and adjust as needed. And this is almost a secret serum of success. I mean, no one talks about it, but 
Self-aware leaders tend to excel beyond people who try to lead but are not self-aware. In fact, I'd make the argument that if if an individual doesn't have any self-awareness in their life, they might have a title of leader, but they will never be a leader to anyone for a significant period of time. I believe the more self-aware a leader is, the more they're able to navigate the leadership challenges they're going to face. And the reason for this is that leadership is a social interaction and the leader is going to be the center and the catalyst for that interaction. Leaders have to be like this 10-year-old little girl. They have to be able to read the waves and the conditions on the horizon and know what's coming and how to adjust accordingly. The problem is, before they can look out onto the horizon, they need to be self-aware on what's on the inside of them. If a leader doesn't understand their motives, if they don't understand their strengths, their weaknesses, how their words land, how their persona comes across, then even if they're reading the waves properly, they won't have the ability to adjust and engage in the social interaction of leadership. I mean, ultimately, the reason why this 10-year-old little, little girl was able to change the outcome of 100 lives on this beach was because she was able to get other people's attention through her actions. She was able to read the situation correctly, but in her 10-year-old way, she was able to lead the people to the truth. And there's a lot of people out there that can read situations but they're not self-aware of who they are to get other people to listen to the truth that they know to be real. This is how you can have someone that's so educated in the art of leadership, like they've read all the books, but they're unable to actually lead somebody because the individual is actually insecure. Their insecurities are sabotaging their knowledge. This is how you can have someone who knows all the answers but they don't know how to hold their tongue and it's annoying to someone else. They're, they're not self-aware of how their words are landing. This is how you get people who genuinely have a message to share, but their personalities are abrasive so other people write them off. That They don't realize that their own personality traits, their toxic traits are, are, are sabotaging their platform. This is how you have someone who loves the Lord They have a genuine, deep love for the Lord and the Word, but they're weak in personality. They're weak individuals, and no one respects them. So self-awareness is very important because if we're not self-aware, then we're going to self-destruct. Self-awareness helps us refine our weaknesses and capitalize on our strengths. So I want to spend a few moments and share with you some of the benefits of self-awareness. Like these are all the positive things that are going to come from a person who is self-aware. Self-awareness will keep you effective. You see, a lot of leaders start strong, but they don't have the staying power. They, they have a hard time staying effective for more than about four to five years. You know, there's going to come a point where change is going to be required, but if an unaware individual is leading then they will think the reason why something is not working is because of someone else. That they're gonna, The self-talk in their mind is going to be, I have the answers, I know what I'm doing, but these people aren't listening to me and that's why we're failing. And so their lack of awareness is keeping them from actually being effective. You know, I read this quote about self-awareness. It went like this from Nathaniel Brandon. He said, the first step towards change is awareness and the second step is acceptance. 
So if you're going to stay effective, not only do other things in your leadership and in your organization have to change, but you are also going to have to change. And so the first step of that change is for you to be aware of where you need to improve to continue to be effective. And then you need to accept that and continue to move on. And self-aware people can stay effective because they have no problem looking in the mirror saying, okay, what needs to change inside of me? And how do I need to improve? They enjoy that process, actually. Another thing about self-awareness, self-awareness improves your relationships. Tony Collette said this, the better you know yourself, the better your relationship with the rest of the world. And there's a lot of truth with that. Remember, leadership is a social interaction. If you want to engage in this social interaction effectively, then you need to know how you are coming across to other people and how other people receive you. You you have to know how you come across when you're excited or when you're impassioned or when you're tired and stressed. And then you need to make adjustments in your natural inclination to match your desired outcome. You see, when we engage in leadership, we have a predetermined desired outcome for our leadership effort. But a lot of times, our personality is sabotaging what we desire. So when I become self-aware, I can now make some adjustments to my natural inclinations so that I can properly be received. Let me give you an example of this. If you grew up in a house that was very direct, you have a tendency to lead in a very direct way. But most people didn't grow up in a house like that. Most people are more passive by nature. So if you're overtly combative, you're going to come across as a jerk. You might not be a jerk, but you're going to come across that way. So you need to be self-aware of that, of that propensity in your life and so that you can make some adjustments in your communication style. Self-awareness helps you to continue to improve and progress in your leadership. Lawrence Basidi said this, self-awareness gives you the capacity to learn from your mistakes as well as your successes. The truth of the matter is that pain creates strong emotional feelings. In fact, we know from psychology that negative experiences, negative words, pain actually creates stronger feelings than pleasant experiences. We remember them more. We feel them more. They weigh more in our lives. And what this means is that oftentimes the greatest lessons you're ever going to learn in life are actually from failures. So when you're self-aware, you have the power to parlay that failure into a positive development in your life. But if you're not self-aware, then what you're going to end up doing is when you fail, you're going to play the victim card and you're going to blame that failure on someone else. So it's going to be very difficult for you to continue to improve and progress in your leadership when you lack self-awareness. You're just going to basically be stuck with whatever your natural skills and talents are. And there's always room to grow beyond your natural skills and talents. But if you're a victim, you're never going to be able to achieve those successes. You have to allow the failures to teach you something. You have to be honest with yourself and you have to learn from it. And when you can do that, you're going to progress. Self-awareness gives you a, uh, gives you a move when you don't know what else to do next. You know, the truth is a lot of times in leadership, we're going to come to situations we just don't know what to do next. But Viktor Frankl said this, when, you are, when we are no longer able to change a situation... We are challenged to change ourselves, you know, and that's, that's what happens in leadership. A lot of times you, you run into a situation and you feel stuck. I, I don't know what to do next, you know, and if you haven't been there, just wait, cause you will be there. Every one of us gets there. We're, we're not sure what the next move is, 
But here's the thing about self-aware people. The, when, when they don't know what the next move is, they'll often ask this question, what do I need to do right now to improve and get better? And what you'll experience is as you start to progress and improve, a lot of times it's that first step that starts to show you what the second, third, and fourth step needs to be. Self-awareness is critical to the life of a leader. And I think a lot of people are resistant to self-awareness. And the reason why I think they resist that is because they, they just don't, they don't want to look in the mirror because it can be ugly sometimes and it can be a little bit painful to be self-aware. But I think when you start to see that there's a lot of benefits to self-awareness, you start to see it as a tool to be embraced instead of a paddle to beat yourself with. You start to see it that it's a pathway to advancement, you know, instead of a road to misery. I don't believe anyone can have long-term success without self-awareness. So I want to spend a few moments then and just discuss a couple practicums. You know, what are the components of self-awareness? We, we've now talked for a few moments about the benefit of it. So what are the components? If, if I want to be a self-aware p- person, what components need to be in my life? And then how can I just practically achieve more self-awareness? Let's talk about the components first. What are the components of self-awareness? Well, Debbie Ford said this, self-awareness is the ability to take an honest look at your life without any attachment to it being right or wrong. In other words, I need to be able to be neutral and disattached from my emotions when I start to look in the mirror. You see, the first component of self-awareness is that you need to have an honest assessment of your skills. Truth is that none of us can be great at everything. So we need to know what can we really be great at. And there's a few things that every single one of us are, are uniquely equipped to be great at. And self-aware people are keenly aware of where their strengths are, what they're good at, and also what they're bad at. And so they flow within the skill set and they, their gifting, and they avoid anything that is not within the vein of how God created them to be. Now, this doesn't mean that you can't learn a new skill or improve in life. But what it does mean is that I don't bet my calling on something that I'm not gifted in. I mean, the classic example of that is I'm never going to be an NBA player. It's not going to happen. I don't have the skills or the physique to make that happen. So it would be foolishness for me to think that I could improve to the level of NBA. Plus, I'm getting too old. So how do I know where my skills are? Well, I need to look at my measurable results and the feedback in my life. Jeff Bezos is a genius at business. How do we know that? Because he's one of the richest men in the world. The numbers don't lie. You can hate him. You don't have to like him. But the man knows how to run a company because he has done it at the highest possible level. And there's numbers there to prove that. So when you're starting to ask yourself, what am I really good at? You have to remove the emotions from what you like to do. And you have to start looking at the measurable results in your life. Where do you find yourself consistently excelling and beating the competition? That is a great indicator of your skill set. Additionally, you're going to need feedback from your customer, so to speak. Now, this is a little dangerous because we can always find people to tell us what we want to hear. So you have to kind of create a mole system. You know, what, what kind of positive feedback do you hear in your life? What are people constantly complimenting you on? And not your family and your friends, but people who don't know you. People who meet you the first time, what do they compliment about you? What, what kind of fear, feedback do you hear? 
You know, and those type of things can start to be an indicator for what you're actually good at. And you need to be self-aware of this. You need to have an honest assessment of your skills through measurable results and through honest feedback of the right from the right people. The second component of self-awareness is you need to have an honest assessment of your insecurities and your oddities. The bottom line is this, you are insecure and weird. And it could also be said of me. Guess what? I'm insecure and weird. Every single one of us have insecurities somewhere and we have some oddities about our personality. You have them and I have them. And if you don't think you have them, that right there might be a great indicator that you are not self-aware. One of my oddities that I have that uh, just, it, it grinds my own gears. I wish I could get it out of my life. I, I work very hard not to let this take over, but it happens. And one of my oddities is that I'm a verbal processor. So I process by talking out loud. You know, I'll have an idea. And when I say it out loud, if it lands, it's like, ooh, this is the right idea. But a lot of times I'll say something out loud and it doesn't, it doesn't taste right on the tongue. You're like, ooh, that's a bad idea. And so I find myself getting in trouble because I start verbally processing in the wrong rooms with the wrong people. You can verbally process in front of some people, but not everybody. And so I can sound paranoid and start to ramble. And I just hate that about myself. So we need to know what our oddities are. We need to know what our insecurities are so that we can manage them. You're not going to eliminate those things, but you can learn how to navigate the tendencies and the triggers that are going to bring out those insecurities and those oddities, and you can hedge against them. So those are two primary components, in my opinion, of self-awareness. Honest assessment of your skill set and an honest assessment of your insecurities and your oddities. And this leads us to the last question that we're going to wrap up with. How do I develop more self-awareness? So if I know the components and I know the benefits of self-awareness, and then, then how do I really start to let this take root in my life and, 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 and raise the level of self-awareness? Well, that's going to happen through comparison and evaluation. Let's start with a comparison. Comparison might sound like an odd pathway to self-awareness, but I think we've been lied to growing up as kids. You know, we're always told, don't compare yourself to other people. And, and I understand why, because comparison can lead to pride, or it can, you know, lead to um, self-deprecation where we don't feel like we're any good. And, and those aren't good things. Uh, but there is an avenue of comparison that I actually believe is healthy and beneficial. And here's how comparison can be healthy and beneficial. I need to find people who are in front of me, who are successful and good in the areas that I want to grow. And then I need to ask what mental and spiritual strengths are in their life that are glaring deficiencies in my life. Now, that's a healthy form of comparison because what I'm really doing now is I'm learning from their life. I'm learning how to improve. I'm learning the skills I need. I'm learning how to grow. And these are all very good things. And I think a self-aware person is going to do that. They're going to be able to run in this level of comparison in a healthy manner because they're not going to feel good or bad about themselves. They're in the process of learning. So, so I'd encourage you with this. There's probably an area in your life that you want to grow. Find someone who's really excelling in that and then start to compare what, what are their mental and spiritual strengths that are my glaring weakness in this particular area and how can I learn from them? So you, you can walk through this, this process of comparison for self-awareness, but then you're also going to need some outside evaluation. You know, you, you're not going to be able to achieve a healthy level of self-awareness without outside evaluation. You have to get some feedback from some trusted mentors because you can't see your blind spots. 
You have blind spots that you cannot see. And until you ask a trusted mentor to hold up the mirror, you're never going to see those things. And a good mentor is gifted to highlight your strengths and your skills along with your insecurities and your oddities. So who have you given permission to speak into your life? The bottom line is this. Self-awareness is your friend. And once you have the ability to know yourself, then you have the ability to do what 10-year-old little Tilly Smith did. And that is look out over the horizon and see what's coming and actually lead people in the direction that they need to go. Hope this was beneficial to you. God bless. We'll catch you next week.